Section 7 of the Bubonic Plague. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Bubonic Plague by A. Mitra. Section 7. Diagnosis, Prognosis, Microscopic and Macroscopic Appearances. Diagnosis. It is difficult to differentiate a case of true plague in its early stages from a case of fever with benign glandular swellings or mumps. The premonitory symptoms of plague, and even the early symptoms of the first stage, may be due to many different diseases, and therefore great caution is needed. It is needless to say how important it is such diagnosis should be done with great care, especially when plague cases have to be isolated for if in a case of simple fever with benign lymphadenitis be brought in close contact with patients suffering from true plague it is a serious matter with the former a venereal bubo or scrofulous enlargement of glands or enlargement of femoral or inguinal gland due to traumatic or other causes which may be attended with fever should not be mistaken for a plague symptom a medical man who has however carefully observed the phases of a few cases of true plague and who carefully takes into consideration all other probable conditions which may be mistaken for plague may not commit a mistake but its probabilities are to be borne in mind the practical lesson is that all doubtful cases should be isolated and kept separate from cases of pronounced type the plague bears some resemblance to typhus murchison says plague is perhaps the typhus of warm climates the two diseases being generated from similar causes and differing only in intensity from the effects of climate and other collateral circumstances in typhus there is a characteristic rush and in plague there is bubo but this order of things have been found in some instances to have changed there being eruption in plague and bubo in typhus the two diseases are however different and bacteriological and clinical evidence corroborate this view cantley adds another disease which he says he mistook for plague on june twenty sixth eighteen ninety four when the plague was at its height i saw a parsi patient dwelling in a house in which plague existed suffering from fever one hundred and four degrees fahrenheit dry tongue headache backache and large swollen glands in the left groin which had suddenly appeared plague seemed the only diagnosis and the man much against his will was sent to the plague hospital in two days he came back again quite well and on examining him i found his urine thick and milky that night i found filaria in the man's blood and knew i had made a mistake in the first instance of course the mistake is most likely to happen but nevertheless it is not pleasant to think that we had subjected the man to the terrible danger of plague infection prognosis the mortality from plague may be about ninety per cent or more when the epidemic is at its height in the beginning or towards the end of the epidemic the mortality is less as it is the case with all other epidemic diseases 
the average mortality at bombay has been eighty four per cent and in karachi eighty nine per cent it is therefore more fatal than all other epidemic diseases the mortality from cholera during the height of an epidemic being about sixty per cent in children and in the aged the disease is more fatal than in healthy adults cases in which the bubo appears early and is single or in which there is a distinct morning remission or less general prostration or free perspiration or in which there is no diarrhea have greater chance of recovery rapid superation of the buboes indicates a favorable termination buboes do not superate as a rule until the primary fever has fallen on the other hand carbuncles multiple buboes specially on the neck meningitis hemorrhages pleurisy pneumonia diarrhea gastric irritation cyanosis jaundice and continued pyrexia are unfavorable signs microscopic and macroscopic appearances vaccilli are found in all the internal organs notably in the spleen in blood and in the enlarged glands body does not show much emaciation decomposition commences early black hemorrhagic patches are often found on the skin the brain and membranes are congested sanguinous or serous effusions are found in serous cavities right side of the heart is dilated and is usually found full of coagulated or liquid blood cardiac muscles pale the liver is enlarged and congested the spleen is much enlarged soft and congested hemorrhagic patches have been found in the stomach the mesenteric glands are enlarged kidneys congested bladder is sometimes found filled with bloody urine the buboes are sometimes found to be soft and caseous the tissues surrounding them are infiltrated with a reddish gelatinous exudation the whole lymphatic chain from groin to the glands of the sacral and lumbar plexus or from the axilla and neck to the glands of the mediastinum are affected the internal glands are found more or less enlarged injected and infiltrated with sanguineous fluid the lymphatic follicles and payers patches in the intestines are found swollen hemorrhages are found in the mesentery end of section seven recording by john brandon